What's going on, guys? And today we're back going over the top 15 players in the NBA. I thought this would be fun. I saw uh, ESPN first take do it. So I was like, uh, you know what? Let's, let's do uh, our own top 15. And the NBA finally has a plan in place to come back. So sports is coming back. So that's, that's very good news. And then also the Drew Brees controversy. So let's get right into it. Uh, first, I'm just going to start with the Breeze controversy. I'm not going to talk too much about this because uh, I really don't want to go into politics, even though I could. But honestly, that's why I have this channel. It's because I'm just so sick and tired of all these uh, sports analysts throwing their political opinions in. And I honestly have no interest in hearing what their opinion is whatsoever. I just want to hear their opinion on sports. But... This does fall with sports. Uh, Drew Brees uh, came out and said that uh, he doesn't really agree with anyone disrespecting the flag by taking a knee during the anthem. Of course, this is a big controversy now because all over the country we have these George Floyd protests and protests for inequality and against racism and all that. Um, Frankly, I don't see what Breeze said was wrong. If I were Breeze, I wouldn't have said anything in the first place. I probably would have said, I'm going to st still stand for the flag because I had two, two of my grandpas fighting in uh, World War II. But if other guys, my teammates, want a knee, they can take a knee. That's probably what I would have said if I were Breeze, knowing that you know a lot of the league feels that taking a knee is is uh, the appropriate way to protest uh, the inequality and stuff. And, you know, there's a difference of opinions of whether that's the right way or not. I'm not going to get into my opinion because it doesn't matter. Um, but Breeze did apologize for his comments. He actually took it all back pretty much, um, saying he was wrong and has nothing to do with the flag. But uh, either way, I just think it's it's pretty sad that Someone cannot have a different opinion than just this mob on social media, which, you know, a lot of people are afraid of blowback. Um, the people that I do like in the media world are not afraid of it. Um, so I just think it's sad that you can't have a guy that has a different opinion. And if you think what Bree said was racist, then you should probably go look up <laughs> racism in the deck. Dictionary, because uh, uh, you obviously don't know what it means. But that's all I'm going to say on it. Um, I'm not surprised he apologized. I mean, he has his own teammates calling him out. Uh, former legends of the game. And uh, Drew Brees, certified Hall of Famer. And I just thought the treatment over his own opinion was ridiculous. Uh, he's a great dude. He's done a lot for that New Orleans community. Um, he's arguably done the most for his community than any other professional athlete out there. So I was pretty disappointed in the way he was treated just for having a different opinion. But he walked it all back. It seems like everything's good. Um, this thing's far from over now. We'll see how many people, how many guys take a knee during the NFL season and see if the ratings drop or not. Um, other than that, you know, it's not much to talk about. I think it's just been given way too much airtime, um, mainly because there's no sports on TV. But that's just my thoughts on that. So, 
not going to get too much into that because politics is just um, just a pain in the ass to talk about. So, um, let's get into the fun stuff. Top 15 NBA players. Now, First Take came out with their top, or ESPN, it was done on First Take, came out with their top 15 NBA players in the league right now. And I thought it'd be fun to do that as well, Um, especially because the league's coming back. They introduced uh, that 22 teams are going to Orlando, and I believe um, like six teams are fighting for the eighth seed or that last seed there. They're going to play eight games. Um, My Phoenix Suns got an invitation, so, you know, this this is the most uh, excitement a Suns fan has had in about 10 years, so I'm stoked for it. I hope they go one through 16 seed. Because that'd just be way more entertaining. And you're all at the same site. So it's not like, you know, it's not like Oklahoma City has to travel all the way to Milwaukee in the first round. I mean, they're all at the same site. You might as well do one one through 16. So we'll see. Glad it's back. Let's get into it. Um, First, we'll go over uh, the ESPN list. I didn't really have that much of an issue with that. A lot of mine's the same. Um, there's a couple guys I feel like shouldn't be in top 15, and uh, it's honestly going to be a hot take. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with me on it. But, you know, number one, they had LeBron, and then uh, KD2, Giannis3, Kawhi4, Steph5, Harden6, AD7, Luka, Dame, and Joker to round out the top 10. And then 11 through 15 was Joel Embiid, Russ, Paul George, Kyrie and Jimmy Butler. My di- my list is a little different. I definitely took into a, a factor of team success, except for about two of these players here. Uh, yeah, about two of them are on pretty pretty lousy teams this season. But other than that, let's get into it. Starting off with number fifteen, I got Bradley Beal, shooting guard, the Washington Wizards. His team is dog shit. <laughs> they are the worst defensive team in NBA history, um, but he's averaging 30 and a half points a game. Uh, he's doing it all by himself. They will have a chance to play in for the playoffs. They were one of the teams to get invited to Orlando. Uh, Bradley Beal's just a, a stud, and uh, unfortunately, he's on such a bad team like uh, Washington. Hopefully, he gets traded uh, to the Nets. That'd be fun. The Lakers. Something like that next year. But he really wants to say, and the Wizards want to keep him. But I put him in top 15 because he's just an elite scorer. And he doesn't have much to work with right now. John Wall's out. And the team just doesn't play defense. But I put him at 15. He's my last guy in. I worked my list backwards because it was easier. To, you know you know who your top five is. Um, it was debate on who to put here at 15. I put Beal. Uh, just because I've watched, I've seen a lot of Beal on TV, and he's he's killed the Suns every time we play him. So I put I put Bradley Beal at 15 here. Maybe a little bit of a hot take, but I think this next one though, you guys are going to be a little surprised. I have Chris Paul at 14 here of the Oklahoma City Thunder. I used to not be a Chris Paul fan that much. I really didn't like Chris Paul that much. But after what he's done this year in Oklahoma City, 
That team is only three games back of Denver and one game back of Utah. And they're so young. I mean, Shea Gildas, Alexander, Terrence Ferguson, uh, Stephen Adams is still there. What he's done leadership-wise and just his ability to play, you know, everyone thought he was going to demand a trade when he got there because they really got rid of everyone since trading Russ and they're rebuilding, but... He's got this team in the playoffs. Um, just a very impressive year. Also helps that uh, one of my professors uh, this last school year was, or is, his marketing uh, agent. So he's told me a lot of Chris Paul stories and just what a great dude he is. So my, my opinion and perspective has really changed on Chris Paul in the last year. So I gave him the nod here at 14 because of what he's done in Oklahoma City this year. Uh, no one thought they'd be in the playoffs. No one thought they'd be a four, five, six seed range either. So impressive for Chris Paul. Uh, number 13, Clay Thompson. So Clay's out this year, obviously because of the torn ACL, but he, he's definitely a top 15 player in the league. Uh, he's a top-five shooter all-time. He's a great defensive player. and I mean, there's not much more to say. I mean, you guys know what a great player that Clay Thompson is. Last year, he averaged 21 and a half. Uh, they, they were in the finals, and then everyone just got hurt in Toronto 1. But Clay's he's probably the best uh, guard in the game that doesn't need dribbles. To score. Uh, I mean, his scoring ability is ridiculous with the limited dribbles. Um, Five-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. You know, last season he was all-defensive. Clay Thompson's a stud, and uh, he's definitely a top-15 player in my eyes. Even though he's out this year, there's three guys on this list that are not playing this year, but... Their talent is still top-notch, and that's why they're in the top 15. So, Clay Thompson at 13. Number 12 will go to Paul George, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Paul's averaging 21 points, 5 rebounds, uh, 3 assists, about a steal and a half a game this year. Again, he's much like – he's not as – Good as a scorer or shooter as Clay, but he's a very good three and D guy. I mean, Paul George can can uh, really play some defense, and you know when he heats up, he's one he's one of the best in the game. Um, I'm really interested. I really want to see a Lakers uh, Clippers playoff series. Everyone wants to. I mean, they they're just going to throw Kawhi and Harold and uh, Paul George at LeBron and AD. So. I'm really interested to see that, but Paul George, uh, he's definitely a top 15 player in my eyes. I'll never forgive him uh, for two years ago stealing uh, Devin Booker's playoff or uh, all-star bid and then making no shots in three-point contests. Um, what a bum. But he's a top 15 player, still having a very good year, and the Clippers are definitely a title contender. More so with them than just Kawhi. Like, Kawhi was pretty much by him. I wouldn't say pretty much by himself in Toronto. 
Uh, he has some good uh, B-plus players, but Paul George is definitely an A-minus kind of guy. So, Paul George at 12. Next at 11, I love this guy, Jimmy Butler, Miami Heat. He's kind of done with uh, CP3's done in Oklahoma City. Not a lot of high expectations this year. But, I mean, Jimmy's just gotten the best out of uh, Miami as they're the fourth seed in the East. Everyone kind of thought him going there, like, really, are you that serious about winning? And then he goes down there, and he's winning with a bunch of young guns. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, I mean... He's done a great job in Miami. He really has. He's kind of gotten a bad rep for not being the greatest teammate, but I think he just pushes guys real hard. I think he just got tired of Tom Thibodeau in Chicago, and Tom Thibodeau should not be a coach anymore. I mean, Jimmy Butler got tired of him. He did ruin Derrick Rose's prime because he just overplayed him in minutes. Um, I do think Cat is soft, so I think... All the stories you hear out of Minnesota are definitely true. He's averaging 20 points this year, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, um, steal in the half. Again, Jimmy, Jimmy, Paul, and Clay are very similar. Where they get, where they're, they're big forwards, or you can say big guards, reasonably sized forwards, that can play deep. I mean, all three of these guys can play defense. Jimmy, Jimmy's probably the best at this. Or eh, you know what? It's kind of a toss-up, but both all three of those guys are really good defensively, and they can get it done on the offense side of the ball. They're not the greatest at offense, but they can still get it done. Um, in my eyes, Jimmy Butler is definitely a top fifteen player, and uh, ESPN had him at fifteen. I thought that was a little low. I think Jimmy Butler is severely underrated. So I put him at put him at 11 here. All right. Now to the top 10. Start off with number 10. Russell Westbrook. The triple-double machine. The high-volume guard from the Rockets. He's averaging 27.5 points this year. Eight rebounds, seven assists. Uh, 1.7 steals a game. Russ is just all over the place. This guy's like the Energizer Bunny out there. Again, I'm not the huge huge Russ fan. You guys are going to hear hear me a lot during this list. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I'm honestly not a huge fan of a lot of NBA superstars. I think they're just they're just too pre-Madonna for me. I miss the old, or not the old NBA. I wish it was still like the 90s, to be honest. I didn't get to grow up watching it. But that's for a different show. Uh, Russ is still getting it done offensively. His shooting percentage is not good, though. Um, it's gone up the last couple months, but going into the All-Star break, he was shooting 23% from three-point land. I thought Devin Booker deserved an All-Star bid over him because he was shooting so bad. He, he just wasn't efficient, but he's still a league MVP, triple-double machine, and... You know, he's, he's just going to bust your ass for 48 minutes. I mean, he's just all over the place. So, I put Russ in the top 10. Again, not the biggest fan, but I recognize the talent. And it'll be really interesting to see if the Rockets can get it done in the playoffs um, with that small ball lineup. So, 
Oh, I got yawn here real quick. Ugh. All right. Number nine. The young, sensational Luka Dantage. This pains me putting him at nine here because as a Suns fan, I desperately wanted Luka over DeAndre Aiden. I did not get my wish, and now we are here. So, But anyways, Luka, 28.7 points a game, 9.3 rebounds a game, 8.7 assists a game. I mean, it's absurd. Absurd. He can score at will. He can get to the basket. He's got that step back. Um, this kid's sensational. He just is. Uh, he's already a top 10 player in the league. The Mavs are going to have someone to build around for the rest of their, or for the rest of his career. Kristaps um, needs to get fully healthy and start playing like Kristaps again. Porzingis. I don't know if anyone calls him Kristaps besides me. Um, but we'll see. Dallas is a fun team to watch. Um, I'd, I've been expecting them to do a little bit better than they have been, but you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, Luke is definitely a top ten player, though. I mean, his scoring ability is absurd. He's already hit clutch shots. Um, he's crossed up the best in the league. This kid's talent is unreal. And uh, that draft class, I mean, God, it hurts so bad because you know the Suns could have took. Luca or Trey Young, and I think they'd be a playoff team. But they took Aiden instead. And Aiden isn't bad. He's not a bust or anything, but he's not he's not either of those guys. So that's also another video that just pains me being a you know. The pain of being a Phoenix Suns fan is real. It is real. Uh number eight here. Uh the only other guy besides Bradley Beal on this list that his team is not doing very well, but does have a chance to to make the playoffs in Orlando, Damian Lillard of uh, the Trailblazers, averaging 28.9, so pretty much 29 points a game, 4.3 rebounds, 7.8 assists. Um, Dame can just catch fire like no one else. He's very scary offensively. I mean, he's he's hit the clutch shot in the playoffs too, multiple times. Um Obviously, they are way below expectations this year. Uh, Jurkic is coming back, though. Uh, Whiteside's a defensive president on the inside. Zach Collins is coming back. Um, I saw on Undisputed that Skip Bayless thinks <laughs> that uh, Portland can steal a game or two from the Lakers. Maybe one, but I really don't see much there. Um but again, he's definitely a top 10 talent because of his scoring ability and how quickly he can catch fire and how clutch he's been in the playoffs. And maybe not a ton of winning in the playoffs, but he's hit some clutch shots. And uh, he's definitely a, a top 10 talent in my eyes. So, uh, Number seven here is Steph Curry. He's a little low because obviously he's not playing this year. Two-time MVP, six-time All-NBA Six-time All-Star. Um, I mean, there's really not much to say. The greatest shooter in NBA history. He's going to be on this list, even though he's not playing this year. Last year, he, he only averaged uh, 20.8 20 point, 20. points a game. But, I mean, sharing the ball with Clay and and uh, KD, you don't really need to score 
30 points a game. So, Steph's definitely on the list. Best shooter in NBA history. He's got to be on the list. Uh, he's a little low at seven, but that's because he's just not playing this year. So, oh, I just moved my table everywhere. Uh, number six, probably the best scorer in the entire league, James Harden. Um, again, I've been saying that reoccurring. I am not the biggest fan of James Harden. I think he's a big crybaby. Um, that video of him yelling at the fan, where the fan yells at him, that no one wants to see free throws, and then he's yelling back, you know, no one wants to see fouls. I mean, today's NBA is just soft in my eyes, and uh, James Harden epitomizes that. So I'm not a huge James Harden fan, um, but he's the best scorer in the league. He is. He scores at will. He gets to the free throw line a bunch. He's averaging 34 and a half points a game, 6.4 rebounds, 7.4 assists, um, 1.7 steals. You can't deny James Harden's talent. I mean, it's just taken off ever since he's gotten to Houston. Best scorer in the league, like I said. Uh, he needs to come through in the playoffs, so if he wants to crack my top five. He's choked way too many times, uh, and... I think he's just soft. I really do. He doesn't play that much defense unless he wants to. And he goes to the free throw line a bunch. And in today's game, that's going to happen because you're not allowed to sneeze on the guy for crying out loud. So that's where I dock James Harden. He's also an ASU guy, so I'm going to hold that against him. Um, Bear down. But, uh. You know, you can argue if he's top five. I wouldn't have a problem if you had him in his top, top five or even top three. Anything, uh, you know, past three I would have a problem with. But other than that, James Harden's a great player. He needs more success in the playoffs, and maybe this small, talk, small ball Houston team will get it done. Maybe he'll finally silence the playoff uh, critics and get it done. So the former league MVP at number six. Number five, uh, right now, this is AD. Um, again, not the biggest fan of AD. I also think he's soft. I also think he gets injured a lot. But, I mean, you look at his stats this season. He's just having an incredible year. 26.7 points a game, 9.4 rebounds, 3 assists, 2.5 blocks, 1.5 steal. I mean, he's just a force. He really is. And the Lakers should definitely be the front runners to win the title. As long as he stays healthy, they should be fine. Uh, obviously, I think the biggest threat to the Lakers is the Clippers. But AD's having a monster year. He's been a monster since he's gotten to the league. My only knock on him is he's always hurt. And uh, how it ended there in New Orleans. I didn't like the leadership he really showed. I think he's a two. I don't think you could build a team around AD and win. That's honestly my biggest knock. I think he's a really good two. So, if uh, him and LeBron can win like two or three titles in L.A., I think he could go down as the best two of all time ahead of Scottie Pippen, um, Clay Thompson. Who else is a good two? D-Wade considered a two in Miami. He was a one. He won it as a one, so... He's a really good two, too. So, you can be in that category. We'll see, though. We'll see. Uh, AD's having a fantastic year, and I think he's top five player in the NBA. And then uh, 
Here we go. Uh, number four, the claw, Kawhi Leonard, who is on a mission to win three titles to three different teams. Uh, let me tell you, that'd be so impressive. I mean, who wouldn't know? Who would know uh, what would have happened last year if uh, Golden State stayed healthy in that finals? Yeah, obviously, I think if Steph, Clay, and uh, KD were all healthy, you know, the Warriors would have won. But that's not what happened. And I'm not going to put an asterisk next to Toronto's title because they won it fair and square. And they did so because of Kawhi Leonard. Um, 26.9 points a game. This season, 7.3 rebounds, 5 assists, half a block, 1.8 steals. Um, His load management is probably the biggest knock, but um, other than that, Kawhi is a force. He's a silent killer. He's really, he really is the Terminator. I mean, the guy's just, he's, he's kind of an odd dude, keeps to himself, um, Really never imagined him in L.A. because he's just so odd and, and uh, quiet. But, I mean, the guy's a freak. He really is. So, um, the storyline's definitely going to be the Clippers versus Lakers in this playoff. So, I'm just pumped up to see that series. Uh, I will be rooting for the Clippers because as a Suns fan, I absolutely hate that disgusting purple and gold of the Los Angeles Lakers. But uh, Kawhi definitely cracks top five and uh, could have an argument for number one if he wins with the Clippers. I mean, three titles with three different teams, that's impressive. Being the number one, it's just impressive. I mean, you can say Duncan was the one, but uh, Kawhi won the, the finals MVP when he was with the Spurs. So, no question about it. Um, number... Uh, I messed up on my numbers here. Put number two next to KD here. Um, number three is KD. Um, I would have him too if he was playing this year, but he's not. So obviously you guys can probably guess who the next two guys are going to be after this. But uh, Kevin Durant, I mean, it's just unfair. He's seven foot and has such a silky jumper. He averaged 26 points a game last season. Um, before he blew out his Achilles, or strained it, and then he later on, uh, you know, blew it out in the finals. Uh, he's two-time Finals MVP, two-time champ, ten-time All-Star, four-time scoring champ, nine-time All NBA. I mean, certified Hall of Famer Kevin Durant. And like I said, if he was playing this year with the Nets, uh, maybe the Nets would actually be winning. And, you know, the Eastern Conference would be a little more interesting. But he isn't. So that's why he's at three, not two. So, yeah. Obviously, you guys are going to know what the next two are. Number two is Giannis. Uh, He's averaging 29.6 points a game, so almost 30 points a game. 13.7 rebounds. 5.8 assists. One block, one steal a game. Um... MVP's coming down to him or LeBron. Personally, I think LeBron should get it, but a lot of NBA writers I see on TV and analysts believe that they're, they're going to vote Giannis, and Giannis is going to win back-to-back. And that's why I thought at the beginning of the year he's going to win. Um, the only question I have for Giannis is, can he get it done in the playoffs? 
Um, he doesn't really have a number two there. I know Chris Middleton is a very good player. He's an all-star. But, you know, he hasn't shown up in the playoffs that much. And you have Eric Bledsoe and the Lopez brothers, D'Incenzo. Um, he doesn't have another top five player like LeBron does. Or another top 15 player like Kawhi does with Paul George. Um, so, will he, uh, will he stay in Milwaukee? Is his contract up this year or next year? I forget. But, you know, there's a lot of rumors he's going to go to, you know, Golden State's trying to recruit him. Which, <laughs> that would be absurd. So, we'll see if the Bucks can get out of the... I don't know if it's going to be out of the East or... If they do 1 through 16, they're going to have the 1 seed, so... They should be able to make it to the finals. Either way, they should be in the finals. And if they're not, you know, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be a lot like the LeBron situation in Cleveland, except LeBron's Cleveland team was much worse than this Bucks team. Um, so we'll see. So Giannis at two, and then I think everyone knows who number one is. It's LeBron James. Easily. Um, he's been the best player in the world for 18 years. 25.7 points a game, 7.9 rebounds, 10.6 assists, half a block, 1.2 steals a game. Um, LeBron's just the best all-around player in the NBA. He is. He's not the greatest defensively, but um, he just makes everyone better around him. Honestly, I wouldn't say that because he makes a lot of people spot-up shooters. He really does. But you just can't deny he's arguably the best passer in the league, and he's a six foot eight small forward. So, but I don't think anyone's going to argue with LeBron at one. Uh, I've seen uh, Colin Coward say this is his last chance to win another title because the Lakers are getting old. The draft does stink. It is terrible. Free agency class isn't that good. They don't have a lot of cap room. Cap's going down. So, this is all all in for the Lakers this season. See how they look when they come back in July. Um, But, yeah. Those are my top 15. So, number one, LeBron. Two, Giannis. Three, KD. Four, Kawhi. Five, AD. 6, Harden, 7, Curry, 8, Dame, 9, Luka, 10, Russ, 11, Jimmy, 12, Paul George, 13, Clay, 14, CP3, and 15, Bradley Beal. Now, let's go over to guys that didn't make the cut. I know I'm going to hear from you you guys about uh, Kyrie Irving for sure, so we'll start with him. Listen, uh, Kyrie's teams are better without him. The Celtics were better with him off the floor. The Nets are better with him off the floor. I'm sorry. He's just a drama queen. He's he's just moody. I can't put him in my top 15. He's got tremendous talent. He was a great two next to LeBron. Um, but he wanted to be a one. And he, honestly, he's not a one. And, uh, you know, when KD comes back, it'll be interesting to see. Because those two got to be some of the just weirdest diva sensitive NBA stars in today's game. So 
You know, we'll see. That's why he didn't make my top 15. Cause the, his, when he's the one on the team, the team's better without him. It's better without him. Um, Kemba, he's an honorable mention. Siakam's having a really good year again. He's just climbing. Victor Oladipo, uh, Trey Young, Cat. Uh, my problem with Cat is I think he's soft, and the Timberwolves are just dog shit. They're just terrible. They're really bad. Um, ben Simmons can't shoot. I'm not going to put a guy in the, in the top 15 that can't shoot. It's okay if you're not a great shooter. I mean, Russ isn't a great shooter. Jimmy isn't a great shooter, but damn, Ben Simmons is terrible at shooting. I mean terrible. Um, my guy Devin Booker, even though he's uh, the most efficient scorer in the league, uh, I just I can't put him 15 because everyone will say I'm biased, and I am. I love D-Book. That's my guy. So I'm glad he made an all-star game this year. I can't believe it took an injury to Damian Lillard for him to get in. That is ridiculous. That Brandon Ingram made it over him and shit like that. Don't even get me started on that. The league just hates Robert Starver. Which, you know, rightfully so. Because Robert Starver sucks. But, yeah, Booker. And then, um, it came down to two big men. Joel Embiid and, and Jokic. Uh, listen, Jokic is having a, a down year. He came in out of shape. Um, he's a very good passer as a tall, as a big man. I was going to say tall guy. But, uh, you know what? I just valued, I just thought, you know, who would you rather have on your team? Bradley Beal or Jokic? I'd rather have Bradley Beal by a mile. Um, that's not totally on Jokic. You know, the game's just changed. I mean, big, big men just, you look at my list. Is there one center on there? No. AD? AD doesn't even like playing center. He prefers power, power forward. I mean, so. And then Giannis and LeBron are point, point forwards. So, I mean, the game's just changing. That's why I didn't put Jokic. And then Joel, um, I think he's soft too. I, I just think he's soft. He said... Couple games this year, he scored like six points. It's like, are you serious? That's what you're doing. He talks all that garbage, and I just don't think he backs it up. So I can't put him in my top fifteen. Um, the Sixers are underachieving, and they're gonna face the reality that they're gonna have to trade either Simmons or Joel, and I think Joel is gonna be the one trading. So. That's why I didn't have those guys in top 15. Um, I know a lot of people are going to disagree that I, you know, he really had Chris Paul over, you know, Embiid or Jokic or, um, who did I just say? Kyrie. Um, which is fine, you know, if you put those guys in your top 15, I'm not going to, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, I just think I'd rather have these guys on my team than them. So that's why I have them in my top 15. But yeah, that's my top 15. Mouth's getting dry here. Um, Very excited. The NBA is coming back. Um, I've honestly never been excited for the NBA in a very long time. Because, you know, once the Suns went to dog shit, 
I didn't want I didn't want to watch anymore. It was too heartbreaking because we should have won at least two titles. But again, that's another episode of how painful it is to be a Phoenix Suns fan. Also, I think the game's just gotten way too soft. I uh, I really don't have an NBA guy I can root for outside of book and anyone on my sons. I do like Luca a lot. He's probably, I would say, my favorite player outside the Suns. But other than that, I think the NBA has just gone soft. I think the, the stars have just gone soft. Um, but I am excited for it to come back. Um, it's going to be interesting watching the game with no fans, scrimmage-like. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. We'll see how it affects the players. Neutral site. So, but anything to get some sports back now. So, and we got to wait another month until the last day of July. So, honestly, we got to wait two months. So, so now people are just going to fill out our time. But we'll see. Um... If I had to pick right now, I'm going to pick the Clippers to win it all. I just think uh, Kawhi is a different animal in the playoffs. And it just showed last year. And I think they can just throw a lot of matchups at the Lakers. But the Lakers were clipping. Or clipping. um, Clicking. (laughs) Before we went into this pandemic, they beat the Clippers and Bucks back-to-back. So... You know, obviously those are the three title favorites. Um, I also like Boston a lot. I also didn't mention, yeah, Jason Tatum would definitely be an honorable mention in the top 15 for sure. Um, I like Boston a lot. Before the pandemic, they were my pick to get out of the East. I like them more than Milwaukee. I think they're better all around. I just think they are. I think they have better... I mean, Giannis is definitely the best player, but Hayward and Kemba and uh, Tatum, I'm going to take that over Giannis, Bledsoe, and uh, Middleton. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Boston makes a sneaky run to the finals. I really wouldn't. But I would also hate it if it was a Boston um, Lakers finals, even though, I knew, even though I know Adam Silver would just be drooling over that. So, but got to wait another two months for it to come back. But at least it's coming back. Hockey's coming back. I'm stoked about that. Um, baseball has still got his head up his ass. As I said in my last video, um, both sides are honestly just uh, playing a, a game of tug of war. And looks like there's no end in sight. So, it's really frustrating. Really frustrating because baseball had a chance to grow the game. They're just dropping the ball completely. So, other than that, um, really not much to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of politics and sports going on right now, but you guys don't want to hear my opinion. I don't even want to hear other people's opinions on TV. That's not what I watch, you know, sports media for at all. So, I'm not going to bore you guys with that. Other than that, um, I'll try to come up with some more ideas for some videos. I do have some time on my hands. So, definitely be on the lookout for a couple more vids. Don't know what exactly yet, but uh, I will be working on a hockey uh, playoff preview. 
for sure. For anyone that's interested in hockey, I might just listen to that episode myself because I don't know if there's a lot of hockey fans out there, but I am certainly one of them. So, until next time, oh my gosh, can't even end the show right. Until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, stay safe out there. Sports is coming back soon, so just stay positive, and uh, I will catch you guys later.